0: Welcome to the Martech
1: Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk about partnership marketing. Joining us is Robert Glazer, who is the founder and chairman of the board at Acceleration Partners which is the recognized leader in global partnership marketing. And they manage programs in 40 countries for more than 170 brands, including Target, Adidas, LinkedIn, Noom, ButcherBox, and Credit Strong. Acceleration Partners' global staff of more than 250 people maintain a singular focus on delivering exceptional outcomes, and they deliver deep and data-driven expertise in key partnership marketing tactics, including affiliate, influencer content, mass media, and B2B partner marketing. Robert is also the author of the recently published book, Moving to Outcomes. Yesterday, Robert and I talked about diversifying your marketing portfolio with partnerships. And today we're going to continue the conversation talking about how to make partnership marketing scalable. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Robert Glazer, the founder and chairman of the board at Acceleration Partners. Robert, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks. Good to be here. Excited to have you back on the show. You know, Yesterday, we talked about diversification how lots of brands think about brand advertising to build awareness. They think about performance marketing to drive demand. But really what they're doing is trying to drive organic growth or basically pay for outcomes, but they're also paying for their mistakes. And partnership marketing allows you to, A, have a different channel, but also take advantage of the audience and the success of some other people outside of your organization To only pay for outcomes basically it limits your exposure and risk from either awareness or demand gen driving activities so i want to talk a little bit more about the dynamics of building a partnership marketing program and really just focusing on how do you make it scalable yesterday we talked about the example of having basically an affiliate style program where you're giving people that you don't necessarily know the ability to go promote your products and services for a fee Or you can create a partnership program where you're recruiting people to be partners, basically finding your own affiliates and keeping them to yourselves. How do you get to the point of scaling that? Or is partnership marketing actually a scalable channel?
2: Well, I think it's becoming a lot more scalable. And the key to that scale is the software. And to one thing you said, I think one key differentiator, too, is that a partnership channel is a collection of traffic from different sources not a single source, right? So it is diversified you know, within itself. You could argue you could have some coupon, you could have some loyalty, you could have some content, you could have some influencer, you could have some mass media. That's actually how we look at building our portfolio too. But what's making it scalable is that software. It's been for a while as the affiliate networks. Now there's private label versions of that software as well. And that's what brings the scale. So Look, it's not rocket science. I wish I could say it was, but most people don't have the time or the interest or the experience to know. There's three phases. There's how do you recruit people to your program? And frankly, we've held events for, we used to hold an event before COVID for all the largest programs and they come kind of best practice and everyone look around and be like, we just realized we're not recruiting. We're like the sales team waiting for the phone to ring. And we talk to the people who call us, but we're not out there recruiting. That's crazy. Like, we need to do that to build a program. So there's recruiting them, they're sort of activating them and getting them going. And then there's ongoing engagement and coaching and providing campaigns and ideas and to get them to keep producing. And those are kind of require different skills. You know, we joke and we have a slide that like the perfect partner manager in your program is like a fifth of five different people. Someone who understands data analytics, someone who's creative, someone who has business development aspects. And so I think this is why some companies struggle with not having the right talent or not having the right resources for it. Some of our heavily resourced programs where we have maybe five or 10 people working on that program, sometimes it's about global coverage, but sometimes it's about we want to be knocking on 100 doors a month and signing people up. It's not different to saying, what does a 10-person sales team versus a two-person sales team cost me? And what is the return of that sales team? And then is it worth the incremental size?
1: My first thought is that sounds like an incredible pain in the ass, right? (laughs) Going and recruiting affiliates is, you know, you actually bring up the point of like, should I be going and recruiting affiliates or should I just be scaling my sales team? If I have to go find 10 people to start selling my products, do I want them to be in the organization, outside of the organization, how do you actually do the recruiting where it is not as much heavy lifting as introducing your products, basically onboarding somebody that would be a contract to hire sales rep?
2: Yeah, look, this is where there are tools out there. There are tools to help find publishers. There's people like agencies who've worked with, you know, we have 50,000 publishers in our CRM that we've worked with around different programs, and we'll tag them as to what types of campaigns they like, what kinds of programs they like we use several different software packages to help with recruiting and use things that frankly, across 175 clients, we can spend the money and get approval for them. I think sometimes a manager in a company has a harder time saying, Hey, look, I need $100,000 a year of stuff for my affiliate program that I'm starting. So this is why people tend to rely on help with this. I think a lot of times it seemed as outsourcing and not the agency horn or value proposition, but a lot of our friends, like we work closely with them. I think that there are things that they're better positioned to do. There are things like our team is experts in these technologies, these networks and these SaaS platforms. They're certified on it. They're trained all the time in terms of executing campaign. That might not be something that someone in-house really wants to learn if they're not gonna use it elsewhere. So yeah, it takes some time and effort. The great thing about it is like SEO, it takes some time and effort. Same analogy, I can go on PPC and wipe you out tomorrow with $2 million and bidding higher. I can't do that with $2 million on search, right? There's sort of a moat around the manual effort and the time and takes and a lot of that things. And so that is both a pro and a con, all wrapped in one.
1: I don't know. If you gave me two million bucks, I'm pretty sure I can make it rain in SEO relatively <laughs> quickly, but I understand your point. Maybe not tomorrow, but <laughs> let's
2: call it 20,000 all over the stakes.
1: Okay. So there's the recruiting component. You mentioned that there were a couple other phases outside of just finding the affiliates. What are some other ways to make your partnership marketing scalable?
2: Make it scalable is if you are a global company, increasingly there are global networks and platforms. So if we ran into a program years ago, we would find five agencies and five platforms globally and this kind of like five-headed monster. Now I think people look around and say, oh, if I'm a global company, but even if I'm just starting in the US and the UK, I probably want to pick one of these platforms that is global. So then when I want to expand then the other programs, I can just turn it on and I don't need multiple platforms. And I might want to find an agency partner or a team that knows how to run a global program so that, again, I can leverage that into other areas. That's a big change in what these global programs look like from sort of like a bunch of amalgamated stuff to a single cohesive channel that ideally has a single agency and a single platform it just dramatically changes the complexity. And you can say, oh, maybe we're working with a real estate company. And they say, oh, we've done really well with this sort of real estate listing publisher in the US. We had great luck getting them over into our offer. Who are the ones in Germany that look like this? Or they're gonna be different, but they look like, and let's bring them on and let's tag them in the same category in the system these are the things that would never have happened if you're talking about the U.S. program is on one platform with one team or agency, and the European program is on a completely different one.
1: Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost effective. Request a demo at Mutinex.co. That's M U T I N E X.co. So, scalability is not just thinking about how you're going to get publishers to start promoting your products or services through affiliates and partnership marketing. It's also thinking about doing it at scale across multiple locations. Are there any economies of scale for the large enterprises? You know, I'm thinking about eBay, where when I worked there, eBay owned eBay and had an affiliate network, but there was also StubHub and PayPal.
2: Yeah. So there's all kinds of, right? There's economy like of having one program across multiple brands. A lot of retailers, they used to run five programs because they thought about the people as customers. They're not customers. Like if I'm Gap, you actually want the partner to realize that Gap, Old Navy, and Athleta are all the same brand because you're going to show up as a much bigger partner to them. So There's a lot of things. There's scale in the technology at Skelf. There's scale how you reach out and communicate with hundreds or thousands of partners through the tools in that and say, oh, if you want this picture, grab this picture and your tracking link's embedded. If you want this offer, it's here, right? So there's scale in the way you market campaigns and stuff. There's scale in globalization. There's scale in the tools that you can do to recruit. So a lot of these things are software enabled, but what's different is this is a very 50% human, 50% technology industry. In fact, people skew too much one way, they tend to come up a little short. You know, I've seen some really smart technicians, technical people ignore the whole human element of the industry and develop something that didn't work. And we've seen people rely way too much on manual processes and it just doesn't scale.
1: So I guess that's the real question when you talk about scalability, there's using the technology solutions, there's investing the amount of time that you need. What are the resources you need in-house to build a successful, scalable partnership marketing program?
2: I mean, in-house, you need an advocate for the channel. There are people who will outsource, manage in-house or sort of a hybrid It goes a little bit back to something we talked about earlier. I think that you need a manager or program managers, ideally who understand the channel. This is, and talk about this in the book, this is the channel where I see the most. We're constantly in a prospect or a client. We are introduced to Benjamin. Benjamin's going to come in. He's going to run the affiliate channel. He has zero experience in this. Never done it before. People don't do this in search and SEO and say, welcome, Benjamin, our new head of PPC. He's never done PPC before. But this is sort of a <laughs> endemic of some of the talent challenges in the industry and the fact that it's not a single skill to learn. So in building that team or finding that person, you're going to want to then, do they know the technology and the platforms that you're thinking about using? Do they understand how to recruit? Do they understand the creative and engagement with people all along? And then who's going to cover the analytics, fraud, number crunching side of it. And this is why it's often hard to find that in one person. And so if you're building a team, I would think about it in the same way. You know, it's kind of like customer service is the ongoing people, sales are the new people, someone in compliance and accounting. Some of these companies, it could be a four or five person team.
1: You know, I worked at eBay, I mentioned a a couple of years ago, probably more than a decade ago now. And the affiliate team was actually one of the larger teams. And as you mentioned, there wasn't just program managers. And at the time, originally, they were working with Commission Junction. There was some fraud problems.
2: I talked about that in my first book. Yeah. It was pretty ugly, actually. Yeah.
1: Ended up in some litigation. I think some people went to jail too, like $6 million or so embezzled. It wasn't a pretty sight. And that led to eBay bringing in house. But that team was program managers. It was data analysts. It was like a 25 person team. And this is without the extra resources of accounting and finance. All that stuff was already taken care of with eBay's infrastructure. That's probably the extreme size of an affiliate team of getting into, you know, probably 30 plus people or so all in. Is there a getting started number of people that you need? And how does that scale overall?
2: To me, like if you had one dedicated person, that would be better than a lot of what I've seen <laughs> because a lot of times they're giving it to the SEO person or the PPC person or the other person has for 25% of their time and it just not getting the attention. So a dedicated person is always going to be better. And then obviously you can get into specialization, but for me, that would put you well ahead of most of a dedicated person and ideally someone with some experience, like I said, If you did a survey of how many people in the affiliate marketing role are in it for the first time, and you compared that to people running Facebook budgets and PPC budgets, I think it would look dramatically different.
1: At the end of the day, when you think about scaling your partnership marketing efforts, it is not just the technology. It is not just the time that it takes to scale the program. You also need to think about the resources. There is a dramatic focus on the people specifically in this channel. It is not just a tech, it is not just a technology solutions. And that's one of the keys for making partnership marketing scalable. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Robert Glazer, the founder and chairman of the board at Acceleration Partners. In the third part of this conversation, which we'll publish tomorrow, Robert and I are going to talk about how to make partnership marketing a profitable channel for brands of all sizes. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Robert, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Robert underscore Glazer. That's R-O-B-E-R-T underscore G-L-A-Z-E-R. Or you can visit his website, which is robertglazer.com. And on robertglazer.com, you can go to robertglazer.com slash outcomes to purchase a copy of his book, which is called Moving to Outcomes.